Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Wednesday. This is the CHGO Fire Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Pat McCraney. He's Alex Campbell. You know, for being still the international break, there's a lot going on. The Fire still have not played soccer. This is like In our, a long time. our third episode running yeah. with no Fire. But they will be back this weekend. We're yes. going to get to that a bit later. DC after United some, is coming to town this weekend. Some more so. important things. Yeah, a battle of two terrible so far teams. 13th and 14th place in the Eastern Conference. You can't ask for more than that. Right? But, uh, you know, if you do want to ask for more than that, Jaredon Shakiri appears to be injured. Picked up an injury with Switzerland again. We're going to find out more after this show is over when Ezra Hendrickson has his weekly news conference. Hopefully we learn some more information there. Hopefully it's not so bad. Uh, Chelsea, tell us, Alex, I'm, this is your news. Uh, this isn't my news. Tell us why you're wearing your Chelsea do shirt. We need so to. I, I haven't worn any Chelsea gear. Well, I've, I think I've worn a hat that was a Chelsea hat, but I haven't worn any Chelsea kits yet on the show. But I figured this was the week because it's looking like, and knock on wood, hopefully this doesn't happen like right after we go off the air today. It's looking like Gaga Slanina is going to be headed to West London more likely than anywhere else. Yep. We're going to... Again, we'll talk about that more a bit later in the show after Real Madrid kind of got laughed out of the room by the Chicago Fire, which is a hilarious sentence to say. But Apparently, you can say no to Real Madrid. You can say no to Real Madrid, and you know you can say no when another team gets a lot closer to the amount of money you're looking for. So we'll talk George about... George and Kylian Mbappe have that in common. Yes, got, yes, yes, yes. So we'll get to that later. But first... When this news dropped yesterday, Pat, we had no choice about what was going to lead the show today. We have a new Major League Soccer TV deal, 10 years, $2.5 billion, a near-exclusive deal with Apple, and there was a lot of reaction to this. I know we both had thoughts on it, but yeah, there have been rumblings about this, but yeah. so Tyler, news. When you were gone a couple of weeks ago, Tyler Terrence was here on the show, and he talked about this a little bit, the things that we knew at the time, well, yesterday when the news broke, uh, Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, held a news conference that I was able to be a part of and, and listen to their thoughts on this. Um, this is a very different, very big deal that has a lot of people kind of excited and a lot of people very, very angry. Um, I wrote up a thing for uh, our website at, at uh, allchgo.com. It's unlocked. You could go read it right now. I tried to come up with a comprehensive list of, of all of the different types of questions that you might have 
about this deal, um, clearing things up like, is this Apple TV Plus where I watch Ted Lasso? No, this is Apple TV. And then within that, you could subscribe to Apple TV Plus. You will also now be able to subscribe to the MLS package. We do not know how much it's going to cost, but it will be a separate subscription. That seems to be the thing that has people the angriest. They got to pay to watch the fire again. But I, I came up with a list of benefits. I came up with a list of drawbacks. Alex, I don't, I don't know. What, what are your overall thoughts on this deal? So my, my first thoughts were generally negative because less people are going to watch MLS. Just You're not going to get the fan stumbling on, what's this on WGN? And Although, suddenly, to be fair, yeah. and maybe the counter-argument would be to this, there's been stats that have shown, like viewership statistics, that show if a if someone simply has a Fox or ESPN property on and soccer comes on the TV, the viewership immediately drops. People turn that, that makes off feel great. soccer, which is, again, not great. So maybe, the, maybe MLS is trying to cash in here in terms of you know, locking in money for viewership. But you know, national games that are getting 300 or 350,000 viewers, you're not going to get that kind of viewership on this. So, But before we get too in the weeds, Pat, I think the best way to do this without totally spoiling the story you wrote up on allchgo.com, is to kind of go through these, this list of benefits yeah. and then drawbacks that you know we've thought of and just kind of walk people through, for those who haven't heard much about this deal yet, what we're looking at. The big headline, no more blackouts. So if you're a fire fan, you no longer have to live within 75 miles of Soldier Field or have access to WGN in order to watch the I team. I love that part of it. That's a huge yeah. win, not only for fans who might live far away from the teams they support, but also it's huge for international fans. You can watch any team anywhere. That makes it so much easier. That's a definite plus, no questions there. You, you mentioned every game's going to be in one place. Mm -hmm. Very simple of where to find your games. No guessing what app it's on. See the Premier League for issues like that. Yeah, and even if, and we should be clear about this, so they're going to still have some of these games on, on ESPN or some other linear TV network. ESPN seems to be the most likely. Um, even if a game is on ESPN, it will also be on the app. So you won't have that issue of like the Premier League runs into where if a game's on USA, it is not on the package, the NBC Gold or whatever they're calling it now package. Everything... And this is the thing I very much like. I'm not excited about having to pay, no. but everything is going to be in that one spot. And, and the way I consume media now more than ever, when my kids are watching the TV, I'm on my phone, I'm on my laptop. You know, obviously this is an Apple laptop, so I'm already within the Apple ecosystem, but you don't you have got, to be. You got Ted Lasso right on it there. It, it does, right? Yeah. There, yeah, we go. There he is. And Roy Kent. And Roy. Gotta love Roy Kent. Um, you don't have to be an Apple person to be in this, but you're going to have to get involved with Apple. So if you don't like that, then that's that's going to be a big drawback for you. But um, I like that, you know, from a simplicity standpoint, if I'm two hours away at a friend's house or at family's house, I'm not going to have to go, okay, do I have to log into ESPN Plus? Am I right on the border of this? Is it not working? It should just be... Everything in one spot, everything works. I like that. And speaking of simplicity, the schedule mostly is going to simplify all games barring either stadium conflicts or, again, maybe right. other team scheduling conflicts with CONCACAF Champions League, things like that. All games are going to be either on Wednesday nights or all day on Saturday with on Saturday night a red zone whip around yeah, six something hour sort type, of thing. A six-hour type show. All games are going to have pregame, halftime, and postgame programming, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, there's going to be, I, I don't know how a whip around works. 
a whip around works better for football because you can feel a touchdown coming. The gold standard yeah. right now is the Golazo show yeah. on uh, yeah. CBS Sports that they do for the Champions League and the Europa League. They do that very well. Uh, the Premier League does not understand how a whip around show works as they displayed on the final day of the Premier League season where they just showed the Man City match and then showed you goals that happened in other games in a little screen in the corner five minutes after those goals had happened and you'd already seen the highlight of it on Twitter. <laughs> so that was terrible. Yeah, that did uh, not work at all. That yeah, no, that did not work. No, but the Golazo show... Yeah. Is, is a good example, and my guess is they're going to do their homework on this. Another big plus. If you're a season ticket holder, we mentioned the price. If you are a season ticket holder for a Major League Soccer team, you will not pay a dime for this. Yeah, we don't know what it's going to cost, but we know that you're going to get it for free if you're a season ticket holder. So, so, so that's, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big plus. Also, if you're looking for more of a home broadcast feel, and we'll get into more later why you might need one of those you will also be able to co-stream local radio broadcasts mm -hmm. for these games you won't have to use some third-party app to do it it will be uh, integrated in the Available mls in package yep. that you can instead of listening on tv the app for you will sync up a local radio broadcast with the video stream which is a thing that normally you have to do on your own if you're a radio first person and it's really annoying to do and it Kind of got to guess exactly how far behind the TV action you are. That's a pain. This is going to do that. So the for fire you. will need to actually get a local English radio, English language radio team. If you are an English language watcher of the fire, yes, that is something the fire currently don't yeah. have. But it's going to be something that a lot of teams might feel more interested in now in doing. Again, for reasons we will get into uh, here Alex, shortly. Don't, Alex, don't you like to call matches on the radio? I, uh, soccer on the radio is something I, I haven't done much of, but I mean it's certainly something I would be interested in oh, doing. Just if, uh, checking. Just you know, checking. You know, if anyone's Are you his agent? I am not, if, but I could be. Well, yeah, for a percentage. You, I mean, would you like to be my agent? Just saying, if anybody <laughs> get Jamie Chin on the phone I right now. I think the percentage is over twenty. I'm, is that okay? I, I don't know how agency works, but it seems like forty maybe should be mine. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you're uh, if you are <laughs> watching and you're suddenly feeling the need to hire a soccer radio commentator, uh, you know, send us a DM at. Uh, Chicago, CHGO underscore fire on Twitter. We'll you know, make sure Alex gets it. Yeah, you know where to find us. Um, another thing, though, this is $250 million a year is probably the best MLS was going to get, which isn't an insane amount of money, but $2.5 billion over the life of the deal. That is a yeah. significant investment from Apple. And a thing that, that Garber said, I don't know, five or six times on the news conference yesterday, and it was only 15 minutes long, was that this is not a traditional rights deal. This is a partnership the 250 and he wouldn't say that amount but the 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 250 million dollar a year thing is a seat a floor it can go up from there if they sell more subscriptions will they 2026 world we'll cup see. is really is, yeah. is the entire point of that like again yeah. because the league will not have the ability to renegotiate off the back of a spike in soccer interest from a home world cup in which it is not unlikely that the United States men's national team could do fairly well. That is why you negotiate that clause to say, Hey, if yeah. our subscriptions double overnight, we want more money. It, it also seems like Apple and their marketing wizards have a huge incentive here to make MLS exciting and desirable. And so, you know, Apple obviously has, this is another thing that Garber kept saying, what they did with the music industry or what they're doing with news right now. He, he just felt like, you know, I, ultimately they took this deal because it was the best financial deal. But the way they're spinning it, and, and you could sort of see this being true, 
this is the direction everything's going. It's all going And so streaming. they're going to be first, and they're going to be with a company that they know has a proven track record of success in lots of other areas. Yeah, you, you're not going to have a, a French football scenario where your media partner suddenly goes under and goes bankrupt. Apple's got the highest market cap of any company in the world, so I think Major League Soccer can be pretty confident that pretty money yeah. is not going to be an issue to back this up. The final thing... Apple's also going to stream locally produced content. So think of the Fires No Little Plans yep. video, weekly yep. press conferences. What's they going to be great is this is going to be a central hub for all Major League Soccer related content. The way it was described yesterday in the news conference was we will take whatever you give us. So if teams are still producing all this local content like the Fire do, and you would assume they will continue to, It'll be available for everyone on there, too. Uh, quick uh, there note. Drawbacks, just though. a quick note. Uh, yeah. Alex, I hate to inform you that you will not be getting hired uh, as the Chicago Fire's next radio broadcaster. Um, I don't know if I'm going to direct your eyes to the chat. Tyler says no Chelsea fans allowed at CF97. Sorry about that. That's, a, that's unfortunate. That is really is unfortunate. I'm not trying to think about, though. Thanks There's, for watching, Tyler. Yeah. They, Hello to Tyler Terrence. Thank you, Tyler. Friend of the show. Obviously, he's hard at work again, like usual. Yes, as usual. Um, what is it that you do, Tyler? Tell everyone. But again, as we mentioned, there are some drawbacks. The biggest one's going to be the price tag. We don't know what it's going to be. Um, if I had to guess, the places you want to start looking is what does MLB.TV run you a year? What does NBA.TV run you a year? What does NFL Sunday ticket run you a year? What would you pay? What's a number that you would Again, it's not going to be as big as those because those are more popular leagues that get a lot more viewers. MLS can't ask for the same number. What do I think it's going to end up being? I have no idea. Like, what would I pay? Yeah. Garber's listening right now. He's a big fan of the show. He's (laughs) probably with Greg Berhalter right now. So if you're thinking... Not that Greg has a say in this, but we know Greg's a big fan of the show, too. Also, so. Yeah, also, we have established that. I mean, if, if the price comes out as $200, what are fans going to say? That sounds high. $200 for what? I, I, I feel lifetime? $60 in my heart. $60. Because like- the Premier League, uh, the extra you had to pay for the Premier League before the whole Peacock confusion and nonsense, when you just wanted everything NBC was offering, it was $80 a season. And that's for only some of the games... Mm-hmm. In a foreign league, and it was not even the high-profile games. That's if you wanted to watch like Burnley against Brighton, you would have to pay more and because the big six. I'm were... sorry, two hundred dollars is insane for the MLS. Well, Are this we is talking about saying. the same league. The question's going to be: They're going to argue you're getting thirty-four times how, how many teams are there? There's twenty-six teams now, so that's you're getting like five hundred games, and they're going to say a lot of over-the-shoulder content. And so whatever the price is going to be, they're going to make an argument for it. I think 200 is too high, but the question is, what's the number going to be to make it worth everyone's while here? And do you want to go lower, get people in the door? And then, yeah, do, yeah. Do, do you say if you sign up in the first three months this is live, do you pay 50 bucks? And if you wait, it's going to cost you over 100 Again, I, I don't know how you price this because, again, it's, it's a lot of games. You're giving away to your most diehard fans, your season ticket holders are getting it for free, so there's no money there. Just reading the comments right so now. So MLB. MLB.TV for a season was $150. And that's 162 games. I know there's blackout rules. Blah, so blah, you, blah, and you whatever. can't go that high. So can you go to 100? Can you go, again, Premier League was 80. I'm, so I'm that feels like... 75 seems high Right, so, but I think that Premier League number, that $80, that seems to be the starting point, and then you argue if that's too high, where does it need to be to get people in the door? I don't know what it's going to be. Again, me and Pat are both soccer junkies. 
We already paid for too many subscriptions. We're going to pay for it. And the league knows that people like us are going to pay for it. But again, your casual viewer who's just tuning in for ESPN or FS1 matches isn't going to pay 80 bucks for it, I don't think. Even if, because again, it's people thinking short term, you know, windows. People aren't thinking, oh, this is a 12 month thing. I'd kick in an extra, I don't know, $7, assuming Tyler stays on board too. That's another thing is we don't know. Seven fifty, maybe. Yeah, we don't know. This is a potential drawback. It's a potentially a gain depending on who you're a fan of, team wise. We don't know who is going to be calling these games. That's this big unknown question right now. MLS did say that at least some of the games are going to be produced remotely, um, but all the productions being brought in house. No more local broadcasts, so mm-hmm. you won't be able to watch the fire on WGN anymore. Um, so that's going to throw a lot of things for, for teams that have invested in local broadcasting, the LA teams, the New York teams, Seattle, Seattle Portland, Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. Miami, Chicago, Chicago, those all come to mind immediately. The question is now, what do those teams do to market locally? And what happens to everyone who was broadcasting those games? Do they go work for MLS? How's that going to work? And is MLS going to keep all 28 local commentary teams on that doesn't seem particularly likely so that's a big unknown again could be a drawback if you're a fan of a team who currently has very good local broadcasting and good local broadcasters if you're a fan who maybe doesn't like your local broadcast team maybe you see this as an upgrade to get somebody else calling your games i don't know that's a wait did you just subtweet tyler was that what that was I mean, it depends how Tyler interprets that. If, okay. if what's, uh, what side of that we think he's on. So, again, uh, the other thing, the people who are on TV are the faces of that. Also could be a tough day for people who yeah. work in production on those broadcasts. Sure. You know, maybe if you're a really, really good play-by-play broadcaster of an MLS team, maybe you've got somewhere now to go. But you probably don't have as easy a place to go if you're, say the head producer for that broadcast, especially if MLS is going to bring it all in-house, if they might regionalize it in two or four different buildings scattered around the country. Yeah, yesterday was a celebratory day for the league, clearly, and for a lot of the teams. But something that I didn't feel great about is you had a lot of teams who basically just fired a lot of people having to tweet out all this, hey, isn't this so great? And you've got team employees of some of these teams being like, no, this is not so great. I just lost my job. Yeah. So maybe a bittersweet day for a lot of people. It's something to think about for sure. Um, And I do think that you you made this point that at least some of these games are going to be produced. uh, They're going to be called in a closet um, instead of, you know, in the stadium. I do think that there's something huge that having announcers in the stadium brings but then that means that they can't call more than one game in a day. You would think maybe some of these announcers would be calling two games in a day now. So, um, Which is not unprecedented, at least in, yeah. in MLS world. I don't think you're going to see anybody calling four games in a day. I don't think you're going to see any of that. Also, MLS also got out in front of and said every game will be produced in 1080p full HD. Yeah, that's cool. So just if you've got so if you've got any questions about does this mean the games are going to look bad in many cases. Again, depending on the market you watch, and your games are going to look better, 
because I'm not going to name any names. There are certain MLS markets who their local TV broadcast quality is not exactly looking like it's being shot in 2022. Well, have it you, looks like it's being filmed more in like 2005. Have you guys seen the Apple TV Friday Night Baseball, the MLB stuff they're doing? Yeah, if you've seen the MLB it looks, coverage. It's, it's good. It's clean. I've, clean yes, I've seen some package. split about how people feel about the commentary on yeah, that. Okay, because I don't foresee there's losers MLS who don't like to, women. That's yeah, why well, people yes, are that is, That's it. mostly yeah. why yeah. people feel it's that way. It's 2022 and fuck all those people. So I'll Correct. Um, you said it, not me, but yes, correct. Um, I don't see MLS going experimental with its broadcasters, but the quality has been really, to your point, Lawrence, really sharp, really clean, good quality broadcasts, good programming around it. You know, So if you're looking for an indication of what might an Apple broadcast look like, check out those Friday night MLB games. That's going to probably be the closest thing you're going to find yeah. to an analog. Um, Pat, we've been droning on a lot about a TV deal that doesn't start until next year. You got any other thoughts before we uh, make some money? Uh, it is for me, and I, I understand, you know, this is me selfishly and personally. I like it. It fits the way I consume media. I, I don't mind paying a little bit. I don't want to pay a lot. Um, I, I think it's overall probably a, a, a good thing for me selfishly. I do understand that, you know, that there's the whole argument that, the point of them being on WGN local over the air TV was that um, maybe you generate more fans, something the fire very much need to do. And that doesn't seem like it's going to be as easy now, at least through this route. Yeah. And I think the fire were probably, you know, still only building up again. They don't have the current broadcasts don't have a lot of programming around them, but I'm sure with the investments we've seen the team making on all Mm -hmm. things off the field, I'm sure the fire were thinking they were slowly building towards something that looked like the broadcasts you see in Atlanta or Seattle with pregame and postgame and, you know, a group of people at a desk somewhere. I think they were, were probably building toward that. And now any time money you've put toward that just kind of went up in smoke. That's yep. another thing. Local, local TV deals and MLS, not super lucrative for most, but there's a couple teams who just lost a significant check of money that they're now going to have to find a way both in terms of actual dollars and in terms of a local marketing opportunity to replace. So there's going to be a lot more reporting on this. I'm sure between now and the start of next season, when this actually happens. Uh, So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we learn more as the current MLS season goes on. All right, Alex, the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO. When you sign up, If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Today, I am rocking the CHGO Bulls shirt, which I'm a big fan of. Beautiful shirt. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, Alex, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can do all this. You can download the PointsBet app, register your account, start to finish all from your phone, 
What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And now it's time for me to tell you about Owen. O-W-Y-N. Only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of any artificial ingredients. They're allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. It's great good for you. Very good for me, yeah. someone with a whole bunch of food allergies. So <laughs> I am all about the allergen-friendly like protein things shake. you can eat total, and so this fits into your... Yeah, now it's seven. It's, yeah, it's, it's percentage-wise a significant <laughs> increase. Um, I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who himself follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer, 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. That's CHGO20 at liveowen.com. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. Alex, the uh, last two European champions are apparently in a bidding war for Gaga Slonina. Is That's it a weird? Is it a bidding war though? If one team seems it, like one team is winning this bidding war pretty hardcore. Yeah, right it now. doesn't seem much of a war at this point. So we had talked about last week. Real Madrid submitted a bid for Gaga Slanina. It was regarded as borderline insulting with how low it was. Real Madrid submitted another bid, and it's unknown if the fire even really considered it after how bad that first was, one was. I don't know that there was a second bid. There might have been from Real Madrid, but. Um, I do know that the, the first bid was was low. Yeah, so the, uh, maybe it was just that they were going to bid again. Yeah. Have, we haven't heard anything definitive. The fire countered, I know that. Yeah. Uh, and then, Chelsea's bid is a lot better. Yeah, Chelsea, we don't know what their initial offer was. There's the money. But it was close enough to what the fire wanted that the fire at least were open to discussing it. Whereas with the first one with Real Madrid, it sounds like the fire just it was a flat no you got to do better than that. They, they did. They did counter. I do know that. But yeah, this one is a, is a lot. Um, I heard little grumblings about this last week. I didn't know the team, and then Fabrizio Romano, as he does, was able to determine that it was uh, Chelsea. Ten million euros in the neighborhood of is what it's going to end up being. I would not be stunned if this happened soon. Soon again. Like, like I'm checking Twitter. Yeah, so. Fabrizio Romano updated this morning. He's saying he's hearing ten million dollars. Plus add-ons. Again, we've mentioned this name before in connection with this. Think of the way Alfonso Davies' deal worked. That, I think, was $13.5 million with a potential to rise to 20 I would expect the Gaga deal then to be 10 with a potential to rise to, like, 15 Something along those lines. So let's say it gets done. What do we want? What's ideal for Gaga and his development to happen next? There's going to be a loan back. We know that at least six months back to the fire to finish out the season. After that, let's say he's gone. What do you as a Gaga slash Chelsea fan want to see happen? I mean, the ideal thing would be an 18-month loan back, but I'm not getting my hopes up for that. I'd like to see Gaga play one more full year in Major League Soccer. And again, even if that's not initially agreed, it doesn't mean it's totally out the window. Gaga could get loaned back to the fire for six months and then go to Chelsea, and they could start talks again for him to come back for a year. We saw yeah. that happen with Caden Clark, New York Red Bulls to RB Leipzig. Obviously a little, a little bit different because that's all on the same ownership structure, but that's what happened there. There was a loan back that expired, and then he was re-loaned to mm -hmm. the New York Red Bulls. So that is a possibility. How, 
how long will it be? Let's say the deal gets done today. How long will it be before we actually see Gaga in a Chelsea shirt for the first team? Do you think? Starting a game? Like, yeah. even like a cup game? I mean, I think he's only 18, so I think, I don't know, probably a year and a half feels about right. Like, maybe a cup game in the fall of the 23-24 season is kind of where my head is at because if Gaga goes to Chelsea, there's a couple ways this could play out. He could be integrated as a member of the first team squad. In theory. Seems incredibly unlikely that's, that's going to happen. So let's skip that one. Chelsea currently have three first team goalkeepers, all with Premier League experience. Mendy, Kepa, and who's the third? A guy whose name I'm forgetting who used to play for Fulham. Okay. Um, I, I'm confusing his last name with Spurs' current backup. Brad Friedel? I wish. Uh, um, so that's probably not going to happen. So then there's two other places Gaga can go. He can either go out on loan, which again, starting next year, there is a limit that each club is allowed a maximum of eight players out on loan. Which We means, should call this the Chelsea rule. Yes, which <laughs> Chelsea's one of the clubs that definitely prompted this rule because yeah. now Chelsea is frantically having to figure out all these players we've had on loan. Do we keep them? Do we let them go? Do we sell them for a fee? What do we do with all of them? So Gaga could be one of Chelsea's up to eight players they can loan out to another club. Maybe he goes and he's the starter at some lower level in Europe or back in Major League Soccer here with the fire. Who knows? The send, other him to, option, send him to Genk. Don't sorry? Genk. Let's send him to Genk. Send him to Belgium just because that just seems to be the place to send him. I just like the name Genk. Genk. Ghent. Well, didn't we talk about Genk a couple weeks ago on the show? Some, We've uh, talked about this, but I can't remember I don't which know, remember why they came up. Kevin De Bruyne came through one of them. Jonathan David of Canada used to play for one of them. I don't know if it's the same one that De Bruyne played for. They're, they also wear, like, the same colors. It's confusing. Belgian League, figure yourself out. The, the most likely thing, though, I think, at least for what would be Gaga's first six months in theory, which would be after he finishes the MLS yeah. season, he would arrive in England mid-season, is maybe he goes and plays with Chelsea's U23s, who play in the PL2, which is a development league. Maybe he ends up on the bench for some cup games. Just a way to ease him in right. to life in Europe. We've seen this with other Americans who go over in the middle of the European season. Kevin Paredes, formerly of DC United, who the fire take on this weekend, currently had this experience at, Wolver at Wolves this year. Or sorry, not Wolves. At Wolfsburg in Germany, where they were like, yeah, he's not going to play a lot of minutes. We want him to get used to living in Germany. We want him to feel comfortable being a member of the squad before we thrust a bunch of soccer responsibility onto him. So there's a lot of things that could happen hmm. with Gaga if he's to go to a club the size of Chelsea, be loaned back for the remainder of the year. I think that would kind of just be put it on the shelf for a few months. And then once December comes around, okay, let's figure out for the calendar year 2023, what is best for Gaga Slanina. We do agree that obviously from a money standpoint for the fire, but also for a Gaga development standpoint, I hate to say nice things about Chelsea, but Chelsea feels like a better place than Real Madrid. Almost certainly. Not only because Real Madrid kind of has a track record of they can just stick you on Real Madrid C or Real Madrid Castilla, and there's been plenty of talented youngsters who have basically never been seen again. Um, you know, the best, you know, Alvaro Madron is like in the top half of outcomes <laughs> that happen when you get thrown as a teenager into the Real Madrid system. Like Alvaro Madron is a journeyman La Liga player for a few years and now making lots of money in the Middle East is like a good outcome for people who get thrown there. There's not exactly an amazing track record because Real Madrid more than any club just buys super expensive players and doesn't really develop anybody. 
So Chelsea's definitely a little bit better already on that front of like, there have been young players who go into that system and go on to do bigger and better things. But then I think about like Matt Miazga. That buy never made any sense because (laughs) like Matt Miazga is, no offense to Matt Miazga, was never the level of prospect that Gaga Slanina is. True. That's true. And still, no one to this day, I don't think, understands why Chelsea paid actual American dollars to the New York Red Bulls for Matt Miazga. Like, who's an okay, you know, he can play for, like, a mid-table Spanish or French team, and he's fine at that. But, like, he was never going to actually play for Chelsea. Whereas, like, Gaga Slanina is projected to be good enough someday to maybe actually play for a club like Chelsea. So, is this, like, the perfect place he could have gone? No, but I don't think we can ask for perfect. Again, way more money for the fire and a better situation than Real Madrid. I don't know. Again, we talked about this before. What What is, like, ideal for Gaga look like? I was just going to ask you, what would be the perfect place for him to go? I wanted him to go to, like, a Southampton. When that rumor started floating around, I really liked that idea because there was, like, a clear path to being Southampton's first team goalkeeper because they didn't have any world beater or really entrenched incumbent. It was the sort of thing that if he went there, went on loan for a year and killed it, he could reasonably come back and be the starter for a team in the Premier League. Whereas when you're going to a team like Chelsea, there's going to be a longer process. That said, I don't know if you're going to get a smaller team to pay eight figures for an 18-year-old American goalkeeper for Major League Soccer. Right. I don't really think smaller clubs have a budget for that. <laughs> and a team like Chelsea can say, yeah, sure, we'll go throw $10 million at an 18-year-old American. It's See if it, see if it works. Yeah, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. We're still worth billions of dollars. Uh, are you going to get today's points bet pick of the week correct? So history would say no. It, it, it has not been a good run. Wait, what happened points last bet week? Pick of the week. Did, did um, Alex, did for Alex you. do it last week? I did do it last week. We, uh, I said that the Red Stars and the Washington Spirit were both going to score when they played each other. Not only did both teams not score, neither one of them scored. It was a nil-nil draw. So that went about as bad as it could have possibly gone. Yeah. I have an update on the Rodman bus really quick. Oh, yes. Please. We do have to um, revisit that. The Rodman bus left that Walgreens church uh, after Thursday evening. So the timing of the, Wal- the, Wal- the Rodman bus at the Walgreens was around the time that Trinity would have been playing at SeatGeek. But, again, we, we don't know that there was, there was no sighting of him there, and it's hard to miss Dennis Rodman. So, We are seeing a suggestion in the chat that Bayern Munich would be a better spot for Gaga than Chelsea. Bayern's kind of a coin flip because Bayern doesn't really do, like, middle ground with youth development. It's either people get into the Bayern system, are amazing, get promoted really quickly, and suddenly they play for Bayern, or they sit around for a while don't do anything. They're doing this to a goalkeeper right now. Alexander Nubel was starting for, I believe, Schalke before they got relegated. And Alexander Nubel has been sitting around now for two years playing no soccer. Like, Manuel Neuer plays every game. Yeah. And so Nubel just was, like, supposed to be the future Germany number one. But now is going to have gone a couple years without playing. So that's the risk of a club like Bayern who don't have this reputation of being like necessarily a factory. They just kind of patient, although they just kind of buy people from other German teams and that's Bayern's development system. Also Bayern's B team is currently playing in the fourth tier of German football, which you could argue might be a lower standard of play than the U 23s of Chelsea. So like, I don't know if I really want Gaga hanging out in the regional Liga 
in Germany and playing in the fourth tier. That doesn't sound amazing to me. All right, so what is your pick this week? I was going to say, Pat, it sounds like he's Alex is just trying to like put off his, his duties. Yeah, here. okay, so the pick this week, we, we're going... Let's get to it. Let's, we're revisiting an old friend. A fire game, total under. The fire are playing DC United this weekend. As we mentioned, neither one of these teams has been particularly good. 13th and 14th. And the fire look like they may not have Jordan Shakiri. So that means goals from open play going to be to premium. So I'm saying the points bet pick of the week this week, currently at plus 104 on points bet, is under 2.5 total goals. A personal bet that hit like six weeks in a row for me at the beginning of the yep. season. And then as soon as I said it on this show, it stopped working. Um, it's true. It Before, is, that's literally how we it in, happened. When we were in the development stages of this show, we would make th- this, this happened every week. And then when we actually got on the air, it stopped. It no longer worked. So I'm saying that it's not exactly going to be a shootout this weekend at Soldier Field between the Fire and DC United. It's going to be 4-4. I mean, I'm basically speaking a goal fest into existence, so you're welcome in advance. So take the points bet pick of the week how you will. Are you going to say that Alex is intelligent and making a wise choice? He puts a lot of thought into these, I will tell you that. His track record indicates that maybe you should bet against him. 4-4. Mark it down. I'm kind of just hoping that happens now. Anyway, speaking of the fire, Pat, they are actually going to play soccer this weekend. It's, it's, you know, it's about time. It's about time. It's been a while. May, end of May. It's going to be June 18th. They are hosting D.C. United, as we mentioned, in the points by pick of the week. Uh, we should tell you that this is the Z Soccer Pod Derby because Fabian Herbers, who's going to speak in the news conference in a little bit here for the fire, and Julian Gressel will be playing against one another. That's a good show. If you're going to listen to any other show besides this show and you have to listen to this show first, listen to that show. I like the perspective they provide. Question, is the Gonzalo Higuain shirt going to be in the building? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope that instead of trading jerseys after the match, I hope it is Julian Gressel gifting Fabi with the Gonzalo Higuain shirt. That would be perfect. Fabi, we know you also listen to the show, so let's make that happen. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Lawrence has already sworn on this one, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's fine. It's one of the greatest all-time, greatest all-time things I've ever heard. Fabi going off on Higuain. Um Anyway, I, f- I really felt that, too. Higuain feels like a jerk. It's, like, I don't think it's that Higuain feels like a jerk. It's that MLS is trying to get away from these signings who just come over here, get a paycheck, and don't do yeah, anything. Smoke cigarettes and yell at their teammates. Oh, literally that. Yeah. And, like, so I think Higuain was just such the embodiment of guy who just took the paycheck and didn't want to work hard. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Which so... Which is the exact opposite of Fabian Herbers. Right, so I yeah. feel like at this point where MLS is, I feel like calling out guys who do that is... Totally acceptable. I love it. Like, if Zlatan can come over here with, like, knees that don't work anymore and score, like, 40 goals, then Iguain can be bothered to score, like, five. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Or at least, like, don't smoke two packs a day. Is that really that hard to ask? Anyway, the Fire did win against DC United earlier this season. It, yeah. It, it. Don't look at our rundown. You probably already did. But anybody know who the two goal scorers were in that game? This isn't that long ago. And this, like, when I saw this, I'm like, Oh, that seemed crazy. Guys put it in the... You got it? Who, me? Ivanov and Jonathan Bornstein. Left winger Jonathan Bornstein. I believe that was the first uh, iteration of Johnny Bornstein at left wing. Yes, that was the debut of... And then he did it like a few more times. And Stani was still a little bit productive at the beginning of the year before he fell off. Um, 
yeah, I don't know that we're going to see Johnny Bornstein play wing again for the fire. I don't know that we're going to see Stanislav Ivanov play wing again for the fire this season, maybe a little bit. But um, but well, everybody's rested. This yeah. is the good news except for the potential Shakir injury, which, again, you should follow Pat on Twitter, and he will have updates for you live from the Fire's news conference, which will start shortly after this show wraps taping live. Chris Mueller and Jairo Torres should both start this game. Not a thing we've seen much of. Have we yeah. seen any of it? Have we seen it once? Once, I think, yeah. So, Casper Shabilko should be fit. Chris Mueller, Jairo Torres. So, maybe no Shakiri, but everybody else should be available. These guys have had time to go home. I think I saw that John Duran was maybe back in Columbia. We've yeah. seen guys getting a break. So, hopefully, they can come back in rejuvenated, and they get a DC United team who's kind of a mess right now, has an interim head coach. Things just have not gone the way they wanted. Hernan Losada. Did not get along with the D.C. United front office. Yeah. So it seems a little bit of a different situation in Charlotte where it seems they fired Miguel Angel Ramirez because him and the players didn't get along so much with maybe some GM thrown in as well. So, you know, Losada was trying to play this very high-pressing end-to-end 3-5-2 that seemed focused around making the most out of Julian Gressel. So we really don't know what we're going to get from this D.C. United team. Are we going to get a team that's motivated by players trying to prove themselves to their new coach, or are we going to get a team that's just like, eh, what's the point? We'll see. Either way, it's a very, 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 very winnable game for the Fire, which means it'll end up 4-4. Right. Uh, In a game, they'll lead 4-1 and then... Yeah, in in classic Fire faction. Also, fun nugget here, interim coach for DC United is Chad Ashton, who was... um, Excuse me, previously... No, he wasn't a teammate. I read that wrong of Ezra Hendrickson. They both have Dallas Burn roots. But they at different times. Different yeah. times for the Dallas Burn. Yeah. Um, so again, Hernan Losada was fired or departed by mutual consent, I believe is the verbiage. Yeah. MLS teams like to use these days back in April 20th. Things have not gotten better since he left. So it's, it's tough what to make of DC United. It seems... can't believe we're mentioning Kevin Paredes twice on the same podcast here, but the reason... That system, I think partly why it worked so well last year is Gressel and Paredes as the wingbacks complemented each other really well. Mm-hmm. And Paredes is like 17 years old, so was willing just to sprint up and down the field for 90 minutes. And it was huge, both in the attack and on defense. And they haven't really found a way to replace him. Also, kind of like the fire, they can't score goals. Again, see my points bed pick of the week, which again, they haven't scored goals all season, which is why now they're going to, to Pat's point, go score four, because that is how this works. But maybe I reverse jinxed it, and it's going to go back to, and then you're actually going to get this one right. Either way, we can say we were right. We're trying. I, it's confusing. I know. I, like it makes no sense, but we're trying our best to win you some money here. So, also, meanwhile, uh, before we go, another Chicago soccer news. Shout out to the first place Chicago Red Stars. There was a first place soccer team in Chicago. Pay no attention to where the fire are in the standings because there is a there is a first place soccer team. Let's in this city. go Red Stars. Let's go Red Stars. Go Red Stars. You should listen to the CHGU Red Stars Although, show if you don't. Kayla Sharples. Bad news today. ACL. Kayla Sharples, ACL. She joins Tierna Davidson out for the season. More tough things for head coach Chris Petroselli to tackle. But so far, he has dealt with a lot of missing players well. He's got three players out for the season having children. Kaylee yeah. Watt, Casey Kruger, Sarah Waldmo, and they've figured that out so far. You just hope that Kayla Sharples isn't one strike too many, but Morgan Gatraw is supposed to be coming off the injured list soon, maybe as soon as this weekend. And so, you know, me, 
maybe they can figure it out. It's It's been a better-than-expected season so far, and if Mallory Pugh keeps scoring goals every game, things I mean, are going to go pretty well. Yeah, Mallory maybe Pugh. the fire can learn a thing or two from what the Red Stars are doing down in Bridgeview. They're roommates. They're roommates out there for training, so they should Sometimes. Take, yeah. Um, one note before we go. We complain about the field conditions at Soldier Field a lot. We do. But I feel like after watching last night's men's national team game in El Salvador, I shouldn't have to complain anymore. Like that, Just remember, anytime you're watching... I shouldn't a, be complaining. Anytime you're watching a soccer game at Soldier Field and thinking to yourself, man, this field isn't ideal. It could always be worse. It could be La Cuscat Clan in El Salvador. My goodness, uh, Lawrence is working uh, on a parting image from last night for us. It I, was, I believe my favorite one is Tyler Adams' uniform was literally white on one half and black on the other half from the mud. It was just all sorts of awful. Both of my boys, my children, play club soccer every weekend, all the time. And I can only think of one time, one time, where one of my kids, one of my children played on a field Worse than these professional footballers had to play on last night. I haven't played on a field this bad since college, which was for intramurals on fields that were not flat and were all mud. And we were still able to hit straighter passes with more consistency than whatever the (laughs) hell was going on in San Salvador last night. Some good news, though, with World Cup qualifying basically going away for good teams in CONCACAF. We might never see the USA team ever on a field like that literally ever again. So... I hope you enjoyed the, the mud bath, guys, because for better or worse, no more of that. Definitely better. And if, you know, if the U.S. doesn't have to get mental toughness from away days in CONCACAF ever again, because nothing we saw last night is it all going to prepare the guys for what they're going to see in Qatar when it's 100 degrees and the fields are pristine. <laughs> it's just so it Yeah. So if, I don't know what lessons we learned last night. Jordan Moore scored a goal. Yeah, it happened. Draws away in CONCACAF are fine. We can all move on with our lives. It's not soccer. It's CONCACAF. Didn't you write that? Yeah, it's uh, two different sports, folks. Soccer and CONCACAF. The United States men's national team right now, pretty good at soccer. Pretty crap at CONCACAF. It's hard to be good at CONCACAF, though, unless you pay off the refs. Or, you know, play in a field that looks more like a swimming pool than it does a soccer field. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the CHGO Fire podcast. Fire are back this weekend, so next week we'll have... Plenty to talk about with an actual game having taken place. Maybe Gaga Slanina will be London bound. Maybe we'll know more details about the new TV deal. deal. But, Pat, it seems a guarantee that our listeners are going to want to come back next week for a full episode of Fire Content. I'll be here. I know that. That's all I have to say. I mean, is that really all? Isn't that all you guys are wow. here for? They're here for us, right? They're not here for the content. They're here no, for us. No, it's, it's us. It's all, about, it's all about the dynamic that we give off. Chicago Fire content, random USMNT nuggets, and, and narcissism. Too. What you get here Thank on you. CHGO Fire. For Pat, I'm Alex. We will see you next week. Adios.